Okay, so welcome back, everybody, to uh, the Newsman and to uh, the new uh, Tuesday night VAD. Uh, we only had one opportunity last month to learn together, but Baruch Hashem, we're, we will have many opportunities this month. And just to recap a little bit, the topic of the VAD is exploring Amuna. And exploring Amuna. What we're trying to accomplish, and I got a lot of emails from people that were listening to it online in wherever they were. Uh, they were very excited. They're going to get to the bottom of Amuna finally. I hope I didn't like, you know, like set the bar a little bit too high for myself and for us. Uh, we'll get as far as we could get. I mean, there's just so much that we could discuss in terms of Amuna in a. Uh, you know, in a, in a way that's not uh, beyond the scope of our, of our understanding, and we'll discuss that as well. Um, but every week, week by week, we're going to Amir Hashem add another brick onto our knowledge and our uh, system of, uh, of belief and emunah, uh, bitachen. These are things that are very, very important to discuss. Chassidish Rebbe's say on a pasuk, Hemantik Yadaber, whatever the Pashat Pshad in that Pasuk is, but Chasidim say that the Pshad is that the more I'm medaber, the more I speak about issues of Amuna, the more my Amuna gets strengthened. And so if we're able to just meet once a week and talk about Amuna and, uh, and, and see Marmachimus that are uh, of G'dayle Eilam and how they see Amuna, then I think that we will gain a lot uh, by the end of the year. Okay, so this week, and I guess I'll be trying to uh, maybe find Mar Makaimis in the parashias whenever it's possible for Amuna, especially when it's a really important lesson that we could take from a parsha. So we're going to see tonight a uh, Rabbi Rucham from Das Taira on a Pasuk in Parshas Nayach. And the Pasuk says, Vayavay Nayach el Hateva, Babel that Nayach entered the Teva because of the waters of the Mabel. And Rashi uh, is a very, very difficult Rashi to understand. Everybody uh, questions what in the world is Rashi saying. He says like this, Af Nayach miktane emunahaya. Nayach himself, even though it seems from the way that the Torah describes Nayach, you know, that's why it's so funny. If you look in, if you're being Mavri Sedra, uh, and you read the Rashi's, the Rashi seem to like so much undermine what the Pshuta Shalmikra is saying. The Pshuta Shalmikra, if you would just read the art scroll taich of the parsha, forget any mafarshim, you would think that Nayach uh, is a hero. Nayach saved uh, the world. He was able to be a tzaddik. He's a tamim. He's amazing. And then if you look in Rashi, Rashi brings Chazalan that uh, that some darshan at Lignai that if you would be in the dar of Avram Avinu, he wouldn't be anything. And then you see here Rashi again like starts chipping away at our understanding of how great Nayach was. He was from the um, people that had less than perfect Amuna. It's not the way we always understood Nayach, but this is how Rashi, quoting Chazal, understands him. He believed, but he didn't believe. He was like sort of vacillating back and forth. Should I believe? Shouldn't I believe? Shia Mabel. Is the Mabel really going to come or is it not going to come? 
and he did not enter the Teva until the waters actually like swept him in. That's what the Pasuk means when it says, He didn't go on his own volition. He had to, because he wasn't convinced on his own that the Mabel was really, really going to come. And so the water, Mamish had to like start flowing and gushing, and then he jumped on the table, which is, uh, you know, that's, it seems, you know, very difficult to understand uh, that, that Nayach was uh, from the Ketane Amuna. Whatever Rashi does mean, and we'll see a little bit of a Taichin, I just, I wanted to say once that, that if that's true, that Nayach didn't really 100% believe that the, that the Mabel was going to come, it makes a lot of sense why for 120 years that he was building the Teva and he was giving Musa to everybody, what are you doing, Nayach? And he's saying, you know, I, uh, we're, there's, I'm building a Teva. Why? Because there's going to be a Mabel, everybody's going to die, and you have to do Tshuva. And how many, what was his success rate of uh, Kirov? Some Kirov organizations have to like they have to give their stats to the people that are fundraising or supporting them because you know how many people were you Makariv? Nayach was Makariv a big zero. 120 years building a teva, he got the props, he has Rucha Kaidesh, he's Nayach, and he couldn't be Makariv a single person. That's quite astounding, right? Even the worst Kirov guy, I guess if you give him enough time, he'll find one guy to one carbon to be to be Makariv. But Nayach was an absolute disaster in Kirov. What's the pshat? He couldn't find one guy after 120. The answer is that if you're selling a product, you've got to believe in the product. And if you don't fully believe, people smell that. People say, oh, he doesn't really believe. Sometimes you go into a store and they're like, sometimes they really believe in what they're selling. And okay, I'll, maybe I'll buy it. But if a person's like, you see the guy himself is like not convinced that it's such a great product, then you know, you don't really want to buy it. They may have smelled that Nayach himself was not fully convinced that there was a Mabel that was going to come. And because of that, they themselves did not really buy into what Nayach was, was trying to sell. In any event, let's see what it says in the Sefer, the Helga Sefer of Dastar, which if you liked it, tonight's Vad, you're going to really like tomorrow night's Vad because it's from the same Sefer of Dastar. So, the Dastera says, which is Rabbi Rucham's classic Sefer on Chumash, that he brings from the Mashkiach, he brings as Lashon HaMedrash Rabakan, Nayach Mechusser Emunahaya. Nayach was lacking in Emunah, a little bit different Lashon than Rashi, but this is Rashi's Makar. The Shayel, so Rabbi Rucham asks, Ma Pirish Mechusser Emunah, what does that mean? We find in the Gemara similar lashon in Saita. We find a similar lashon. If you have paspasala, you have bread, you have uh, you have food in your fridge for today, but you say, "Hey, okay, I have today's food. What am I going to have tomorrow?" You're considered a ktane emana. You're also considered somebody that is. Uh, like a lightweight in Amuna. So we have to understand what, what these Chazalan are talking about. And first, he gives us a, a Hagdara of Amuna Mahi. What is Amuna? Which is very critical for our, our exploration this man, right? We have to know what is Amuna to begin with. Before we discuss 
anything else, what does Emuna really mean? So Bekriyas Yamsuf Nemar Vayar Yisrael Sayad Agdayla etc. And then it says Vayamina Bashem Klal Yisrael on the Yam believed in Hashem. Vadaver Tzarech Bir Shari Kvar Leel Mizeh Koskse Vayamein Ha'am Vayiktuvesh Tachv. They already believed. So what is the Pshat? So Asavim Mikelam Zatzal Bir the Altafin Kelam, one of the great Musar leaders, explains Al Pi Mashal Darga Shenis Pemuna. This is very important for us to understand that there's many, many levels of emuna. Yesh v'shoylem adam al-mishahu al-samchusav v'nemonusay v'alameshev b'vadi yishnemonu. If let's say you ask me, what, what can you tell me about Chaim? And I say, Chaim, he's a, he's a, he's a pretty trustworthy guy. U'be'emes, kasher yavay yisay plen yishalav shalu. And when Chaim comes uh, to you, v'yivakesh halva ha'meis ha'nishal, and he asks you for a loan, because um, he is, has been established as a reliable fellow. Meaning, if a guy comes to me and wants to borrow, let's say, 20 bucks, and somebody told me that he's a reliable person, okay, I'll lend him 20 bucks. Let's say he comes to me like a week later and says, hey, do you mind lending me $20,000? Ooh, $20,000. I'm not so sure if I trust you on $20,000. For 20 bucks, I could trust you. $20,000 is a lot of money. I have to really think long and hard whether I want to trust you that much. Can I really, really trust him that much? At that point, when the question is really one that you know, I'm not sure. It's, it's like, so then I'm, I would cons- be considered at that point to be a maimon vein maimon. At that point, I'm, I'm hemming and hawing a little. I'm not so easy to trust. I don't believe it. I don't believe in you enough when it comes to a lot of money. When the stakes get very high, now everything gets a little bit murky. It's true that I'll rely on him, but to a limit. But not unconditionally and not, not to the extreme. So that's the mushal that the Altafan Kalam gives for us. Yeah, it said on that they trusted. When the rubber meets the road. And now, all of a sudden, you know, you're faced with the daunting question, should I go into the sea? The sea is like standing, but like, I don't know how long it's going to stand. It's like shaky. It looks like it's going to, it might collapse at any minute. So should I go? Should I not go? Now do you trust Hashem? What do you, are, are you still a maimon? You're a maimon when things are okay, or when things are sort of okay. But when things are really bad, and things are really scary, now are you a maimon? And then the Pasuk doubles down, and it says, Vayaminu ba'ashem, shekein kan miskala dargas emuna g'dayla yaisir mizu, shenizkalsav mitzrayim. There is deeper levels of emuna. Vahayinu ma'ashem ar'asabaz atzal shemuna kayamis dargas oilais u'g'dayleis adin saif. So we've learned something just now that I think is very, very important for us to understand. 
emuna is not a black and white thing. Emuna has many gradations. There's many levels of emuna. Emuna is not, okay, are you a maimon or not? Are you, uh, do you believe in God? Do you not believe in God? Well, the simple answer is we all believe in God. But how much do we believe in God? You know, there's like a famous uh, joke slash story that, you know, a guy, uh, you know, falls off a, a cliff and he catches on to like a, um, like a branch that's sticking out of the mountain. And he looks down and it's like, a, you know, a thousand feet of rocky terrain straight down. And, uh, and he said, um, and then like, he looks up to the, to the heavens and he says, God, help me. What should I do? So uh, Basco comes down and says, let go of the branch. Let go of the branch. And he says, is there anyone else up there? Emuna is not a, a simple thing. It's not like, you know, uh, I'm a maimon. Really? You're a maimon? You're a maimon when things are good or when things are maybe a little bit bad, you're a maimon. But are you really a maimon? How much emuna do you really have when, when things get extremely difficult? It's very easy, and I, I see this on my, my own, myself. When things, are, when things are going well in life, you know, when everything is good and, you know, and you, you can pay your bills and you have, a, you know, Baruch Hashem, everyone is safe and healthy and fine and good. So then it's so geschmack to be a maimon. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, Yitzhah Hashem, everything is great, God is great, you know, uh, um, you sing Joey Newcomb, everything is amazing, right? It's a, it's a great life. But then suddenly, like when something suddenly becomes, you know, a little bit challenging, and somebody, Rahman al-Islam, is very sick, or somebody dies, or somebody, uh, um, you know, loses their job, or, or, or loses a lot of money in the stock market, and now, you know, you're not so quick to have Amuna. Amuna now is suddenly, you know, it became a little bit less than perfect. Because, like the Altavan Kellum says, Amuna is not always black and white. There is many levels of Amuna. And our job in life is to be Mamina when things are good, and then to grow with our challenges. And we'll all have challenges if we haven't had them already in life. We probably, very few people get through life unscathed. There are challenges and many, many challenges. And the, the, the real test of our amuna is not when things are good, but it's when things are not so good, when things get tough. HaKadosh Baruch was able uh, to create a, a matzah that Klai Yisrael believed in him when things were okay. But then... The Pasuk says again, because then things were really desperate. And they had a very easy time to say, I don't know if I believe anymore. I don't know if I want to go into this sea. I don't know, maybe we should go back to Egypt. Things at least there are, we're not going to die. We're not going into a desert. We're not. And still, that second Amuna showed that they really were able to graduate through many, many rungs, maybe they reach the top rung that is possible for a, a human being to, to reach in this world. But that's the real test of how strong Amuna is. Amuna is not so hard when everything is going well and you could thank Hashem for everything and say, yeah, I believe he's amazing. When he's amazing, you don't need that much Amuna because things are amazing. When things are tough, 
and you see people, you know, that are still go, that are going through such hard times, and they're still maminim. That's very impressive. That shows that they're true maminim, that they're they're not just superficial maminim, but they are they are really really special maminim. By Avram Avinu also it says that he believed in Hashem. That means Hashem considered it like an act of charity, this emuna. What was special that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cherished Avram's emuna over everyone else's? Because Avram had an emuna without any end. It was like an endless, borderless, unending emuna. For example, Avram Avinu was facing many, many challenges. He saw in the natural constellations that he was not supposed to have a son. He believed. I didn't, he didn't question God. He believed. Even though it's impossible. He saw naturally that it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. He was not going to have children in a natural way. But yet Hashem said he would. He didn't second guess Hashem. He had pure, unadulterated, untarnished emunah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu then after giving him a son says, okay, now I want you to put him on the, bring him up as a, as a sacrifice. So then that was a very challenging moment in Avraham Avinu's life. He could have said, hey, wait a minute, what, didn't you tell me that I was going to have a son, he was going to be my legacy, he was going to carry on the Jewish people forever? Like what, now you're telling me to shecht him, what's going on? But nevertheless, he zizu it didn't, it wasn't a steer. He didn't ask any questions how, how both psukim could be. What does that mean? He was miktane amuna. It's not talking about our standards of amuna. It doesn't mean like us, like we're wavering in our amuna. Nayach was like, not sure, is it coming? Is it not coming? Kavanas hakasav he. This is Rabbi Yerucham's chiddush. Lemidas habitachin ba'ashem anem manas leisparach. His bitachin, his trust, his faith in Hashem. Sheba yeshon madregas rabbis leikumai yugedaylam bak Avram ekebnei Yisrael al svas hayam yamsa. Meaning, never cheapen nayach's determined emuna. Nayach had emuna, and compare it to our emuna on our best day. Nayach Samuna was a billion trillion times higher than that. But Amuna is not, it's not one way or another. It's not do you have Amuna or not. There's many levels of Amuna. It's like a rainbow. There's so many different levels of, 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 of Amuna that a person could attain. Nayach graduated many, many, many levels of Amuna, but he was still Miktani Amuna. He wasn't completely a maimon on the level of Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu was like, there's no questions, I have no questions, everything is good, whatever God... Nayak was almost there, but he wasn't totally there. Relative to Avraham Avinu, relative to the highest levels 
the highest levels of, uh, of, of, of Emunah, Nayach was lacking on a certain level. But it doesn't mean to say that he's Mektani Emunah. That means he's like me and you. He's Mektani Emunah, that means he doesn't have Emunah. Trust me, Nayach had a lot of Emunah, but that doesn't mean that he's, it's not a, it's not a all or nothing type of equation. It, it's, there's many levels of Emunah. And based on this, he says that the Gemara and Saita that we said before about Paspasalai, that a person every day has to try to have food. When a person starts asking, hey, okay, but what about tomorrow? What am I going to eat tomorrow? That means that the past that's not yet his, he's worried about. Meaning, if you were a pure Balamuna, then you would never fear, you would never have any worries because it's always going to be there. If Hashem wants it to be, it'll be. They tell a story about Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zunfeld, who is the Rav in Yerushalayim. Um, for those of you that know the old city well, when you walk down the um, the road, you know, to get to the Kaisal, not when you're not walking through the Rova, but through, you know, around. So, um, so there is, if you walk by, there's like a window, there's a lot of windows, but there's one window in particular in, a, in an old building. And they say that that was Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zunfeld's home in the old city. And it was, a, it was, it was, it was like, it, it was a, a hovel. It was totally falling apart. In fact, um, when the British uh, high officer, you know, when this is still when Eretz Yisrael was under British rule, he, sorry, in the twenties, yeah, before Eretz Yisrael was founded, so as a state, so um, so they uh, so the British high commissioner came to meet with him because he was the rabbi of Yerushalayim. It was like an honor to come and meet the the chief rabbi. So they wanted to give him a different apartment to welcome this high officer and because it was busyness for him to come in to, like he's going to bang his head on the little you know uh, you know like when you go to the olive wood factory thing you always bang your head so like you know that's it was like you have to crouch down and then it's like disgusting in there he said like it's not you know it's not kedai to you know let's we'll, we'll put you in like a, a nice uh, nice apartment pretend that's your apartment for the visit he says no this is where I live I want him to come and meet me here so he came he came and he said like is this uh this is where you live, this is, this, you know, how you're the chief rabbi, shouldn't you be living like, he says, he points to the Kaiso, and he says, if God could live there, in ruins, now the Kaiso is very fancy, but back then, it was, you know, it was very, very churbendik, he says, if God could live there, I could live here. So he was a tremendous Baal and he had no food to eat. They was mamish. They they, they didn't have paspasala for today. Never mind tomorrow. And his wife was she was a normal woman. She wanted she wanted food in the house like I know everyone does. So you know one day he came home with a Talmud, and he said uh, and and she was very upset and she said uh, you know the cupboards are bare. We have no food in the house. Uh, you know maybe you can you're a big balbitach and you can live like I can't live like this anymore. I, you know. Go get some money, like he says, and he was like disappointed because, 
you know, he was living on a very high level and, and you expected it, her, but okay, she, you know, she couldn't take it anymore. It wasn't, wasn't for her that challenge. So he went with this Talmud. He goes out of his apartment. He walks like down the road a little bit. And on the road, there was a gold coin. Picks it up, comes into the house. He slams it down on the table. He's like, okay, here's your money. Because he was living on a very, very high level of Amuna. He was living extremely high. And when people live on a high level of Amuna, they, they're not worried about paspasala. They're not worried about tomorrow's paspasala because just like I ate somehow, some way today, I'll eat tomorrow. HaKadosh Baruch is mamsi mezaynes l'chalchai, and that's it. There's no, that's the highest level of Amuna. But there are lower levels. There are ketani Amuna. There are smaller levels. It doesn't mean that, oh, if, you're, if you have a ketani Amuna, that means you're, you're a terrible person. That you mean you're not a maimon. No, I'm a maimon. But I'm just not yet at the perfection level. Nayach, by being called a Ketani Amunah, is not a, it's not an insult to him. It's just the reality that he wasn't yet there. He's a, he's a junior Balmaiman. He was relative to, to the great Avram Avinu. He came up short, but he is still eons away from everybody else. And there are many people that are between Nayach and, and the next person on the totem pole. And the next person, there's many levels of Amunah, and that's a very important uh, thing for us to know. And this is what um, we could hope for, Mitzvah Hashem, this year. We're not looking, and that's what I was starting with, we're not looking to become uh, perfect in Amunah. Because what does perfect in Amunah mean? It's, it's impossible. To be Avram Avinu, to Mamish, to be Yosechem Zonfeld, even to have uh, that degree of Amunah, we're not going to be able to accomplish. That's where we're setting the bar for this year. It's a, it's a hopeless endeavor. It's not going to happen. But maybe if we speak about it every week and we hammer home the importance of Amuna and how we can have Amuna and how we should have Amuna, how we could trust the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and how there is a God in the world and He will take care of us and He always did and He always and He can and He, and he will continue to do so, Hashem. So the more we speak about it, the more that we can incrementally move up slowly, slowly. Even if we're like oh, we could we could scratch a little bit higher on the wall of of Amuna. You know, I have a, one of my daughters when we were, you know, whenever we go to my mother's house when she was growing, so I would, I would make a little pencil mark on the, uh, on the door where, you know, to see how tall she was, and then as she grew, you know, I'd make another, and it's still all there. So if you go to, you know, my mother's house in Long Beach, so you see little, but incrementally, you don't see it, but like every time, you know, she goes and you, you make another etch, so then you see, wow, you steigt a lot. But you don't, if you just keep looking in a mirror, you don't see yourself growing. It's a process. It's a process, Amuna. And, and we'll learn stories of G'dayim, and we'll see what the Das Taira is when it comes to Amuna, when it comes to Bitochen, all throughout the parishes of the Taira and throughout the Yam Taivim Hashem. And hopefully we will all grow step by step, each and every person. Some of you are already much higher than, than other people in the room. And you'll grow higher, and, and, the, and the lower ones amongst us will grow, uh, you know, that much higher on their own level. And I'll, I'm the, the, the lowest, I'll grow a little bit also. And, but at Mirza Hashem, each person, according to their own madrega, hopefully every week will we'll grow a little bit more and we'll make a pencil mark on that invisible wall. And by the end of the year, we'll look back and maybe be able to see that Baruch Hashem, we have gotten a lot closer to him.